0: i scholars welcome back we got another episode for you today uh today we have a very gifted talented brother who's done a lot of great work in stem entrepreneurship it really give you a lot of advice especially towards how you think about navigating your future careers in stem so today we're joined by hamid bello hamid what's happening man hey i'm doing good how are you doing appreciate you for having me on this Oh yeah, man, ain't no problem. You know, I know you got a lot of guidance, a lot of wisdom that these scholars can gain, but before they even get into that, it's good just for them to know who you are and you know, how you got to, how you got into STEM and your interest from it. So you had to give me like a, a quick history about how you got to where you are now, like in terms of education, what made you want to study in STEM? Can you give everybody a quick breakdown of that for us? Gotcha. I don't know if it's going to be quick now, but I, I'll try to make it quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's been a lot of years in the making, but yeah. So for me, uh, how I got into STEM. So really, honestly, STEM came to me when I was younger. Honestly, I was, uh, two big things I was into was one sports for sure. And then also it was just uh, video games. So honestly, I started playing, uh, FIFA, uh, NBA live, uh, 2k. So I started to get, uh, a lot into that. And I had this desire that, okay, once I get older, I'm going to be the one making these games, you know? And I was all intact with sports. I used to be trying to manipulate the stats per game. I'm like, okay, my creative player going to average 30 a game, five assists and, you know, all that. They're just trying to get my my numbers up. So that got me intrigued. So I, need, so I needed to figure out like, okay, I know this game, he needs to score 38. So he can push his average to this and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I used to I just used to like enjoy manipulating uh the game just to to my favorite, of course. So uh as I grew up uh went in college and there's some things that you know as you get to college, as you grow, then you might realize depending on what you're majoring, there's certain things that you realize, okay, I'm not as great as that that I thought. Uh and sometimes it could be an awakening moment, but for me, it was just really just realigning my path. Cause like once you get into not just them I'm out and I'm in tech. there's so many facets of it, so you just have, kind of have to figure out what you're good at and gravitate to that and and you know move from there. But for me, uh, once I got to school, I actually wanted to major in stats and computer science because I thought those were the two things that were going to enable me to get into that video game space, um, you knowing numbers and then also being able to code. so I realized on campus. Um, based on the way that I was learning that I couldn't do both majors. So I just majored in stats and I did a minor in uh, information technology. And I and then started to pursue okay, so like stats was my thing and I'm gonna pursue sports numbers. And over time as I did that, I, I realized it, w- it wasn't as easy, you know, to get into the field that I wanted as far as like career-wise and trying to, you know, connect with folks. let say at ESPN, I applied like some 2K stats the stats company that did stuff for 2k as well but i didn't really i didn't get you know the the response i I wanted and i was really so like narrow-minded like this is this is it (laughs) you know there's nothing else Mm -hmm. but it it enabled me to just take a step back and realize how big uh this industry and corporate the corporate world is so that's when i took a step back and okay Technology is a, is a thing for me. Uh, while I was on campus, I got introduced to how to make websites really. That was, that was my first go at it. Uh, I took a class. I actually, I was even volunteering for an organization just to update their website. And I actually got a job when I was doing IT support. So I, I felt like that was a path for me. So I ended up doing a master's degree in technology management, uh, secured a job before graduating. And then from there, I got into, I got exposed really to this, how like companies use tech. So there's different facets of it, using tech to run marketing, using tech to run sales, using tech to run customer support, using tech to run HR. So in in that, it just started exposing me to different things. And as I grew, I started to do more uh, cloud work uh, with companies and how they manage their sales systems and from there it it really grew i got curious i got into consulting started uh working through consulting i was working for different companies and, and it was great like great experience i learned so much more about business and how to operate but there was always this thing nagging with me you know it was just my love for not only uh just working within those specific industries but my passion for Websites actually grew. And what they actually grew from was just being able to help the folks around me either build their business concepts through, through tech or just building a website to help them get their business started. And that really was something I enjoyed. So I started doing that for not just family and friends, and eventually uh, from their word of mouth, small businesses and things just started to grow from there. So uh, I'll stop the question there, but just to give you a summary of how I got into tech really just what i was loved when i was a kid and how that transpired into what i eventually studied and then eventually uh some other side passion but i'll stop there
0: no nah, that was a helpful download bello appreciate that and so was your first job out of like you said you're like so was consulting. when you got into consulting a lot of people don't think that you Like people don't think about consulting in in STEM. Like as soon as you come out, like what gravitated you toward consulting and what do you feel like people need to know about consulting before they consider diving into that career?
1: Yeah, so consulting. So my my first job out of school, it was with a medical device company and they were called Medtronic. They made medical devices. And they had this tool that they were using called Salesforce. It's like a cloud customer relationship management tool. And just from like networking with other folks that were outside of my job and seeing what they're doing, they talked about consulting. And honestly, to be blunt, <laughs> consulting intrigued me because they used to talk about, oh man, we fly from here to here. We got a project in this city and they go to that city. So I was like, dang, I want to do that too. <laughs> <I wanna travel."> <laughs> <laughs> that's so, real. So that's, that kind of got me interested And some of them talking about, you know, you could. Maybe you could get a meal off the company or some of them, like, depending on the project, they could be staying there, you know, and get, like, free living. So that kind of intrigued me a little bit. But, you know, obviously, you know, you don't know what is on the inside until you get in there. (laughs) But that was my first exposure to consulting, just knowing people who were in the consulting game. So with me, uh, my first job after, like, two and a half years, I I felt like I was ready, you know, because my first job was actually out of state, was in Minnesota. And I was like, I, I, I want to leave that environment. You know, I, I wanted to be in a bigger city that that was just had much more going on, I guess, at that point. So I looked into consulting because I knew consulting, I could be on the go. And from there within consulting is that like once you get into the consulting game, that company has a lot of clients, essentially. So what consultants do is they do the job that a company is trying to, a company needs done, but instead of hire you telling their employees to do it, they go out there and get expertise for a short term amount a period to help them get it done. So that's all. That's what consultants are. They help you get a job done that essentially you can't do yourself or you don't want to do yourself. So th- that's really the game. In from there, I got the opportunity to work with like say different companies, and I can speak to all who those companies are, but that exposure is just like trying to figure out, okay, this company works different from that company. So it's really, consultant is really like a learning game. You kind of have to learn the client, but also because you're a consultant, you definitely have to, they look at you as the expert, (laughs) you know, so you can't be in there just, you know, looking dull and looking stupid because they, they hired you to help them figure out something they couldn't do. And that's also a persona you learn when you become a consultant that you have to speak with confidence you have to do things you just learn it as you, you learn it from the people above you and then you learn it the, as the more you go but as at this like if i was in college and actually moving for in consultant consultant is just really doing something that you're really good at so mm-hmm. it could be easy like uh like my mom my mom could be like hey how do you post this on facebook you know <laughs> and mm-hmm. she can't do it so like she she's hitting me up on how to do that so i'm the expert at that and even if we take that to a bigger level now you see like there's actually people who work in social media like they know how to manipulate content um how to make things appear more how to use tags efficiently and you know people are good at that you know and that's what they do so you can say there's a social media consultant so i say that just to just to put a little seed there that if you're good at something like definitely you know continue to learn more about it because eventually you will be that expert in it and maybe a consultant in it that day. If people ask you things on how to get that done,
0: you're a consultant. So that's clutch. Now say they work for like these these companies or like say they start their own consultant. Like so is there a lot of burnout in that? What made you transition out of consultant to the next role that you decided to take on? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So that, that's, the <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> that's the big thing.
1: I, like I, I mentioned earlier, like I got interested in someone from what I saw on the outside, but you know, it gets, it can get tiring, but it's all dependent on what you like, you know, like, and you also obligated to change how you feel. So that's, that's the thing with life, you know, something that doesn't work for you before, or that used to work for you may not work for you now. So with me, uh, the burn came in just like traveling city to city you know and there was this one time I had a project and it's not always it doesn't happen this time all the way sometimes you may just be in one city for a couple of months but I had a project where I was in like two cities every week you know and it was because we were doing a rollout of this tool and we needed to teach uh we need to teach the employees how to use it and this company had a lot of locations over the state so i was just like on the road every week you know from monday to thursday and it gets it gets tiring because you know you you have a home base you know you you, and let's say like you have your family like i have family back home uh, i had a girlfriend back home and just being able to kick it with your friends it gets a little hard to do some of those things and even sometimes by the time i came back <laughs> On Thursday or Friday, I'd be like, uh, "I'm not even trying to kick it with nobody because I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, and, and you know that that's not something I knew I, I could keep up because at the end of the day, well, what's most important to me, and I, I used to say most people is just you know just being around the people that you love, so family and friends. So that's really what drove me essentially to to get out of there, and then also the future like you selling down having kids you know it's it's a little hard you know because you're not there every day essentially and you can't do those little things that you might even need to do maybe take pick somebody up from school or even personally you have a, a dentist appointment you know you gotta you just gotta you're not there you can't do it you know so that that's really what eventually got me out of uh, the consulting game that I that I was in but I definitely like I, I don't dismiss it I think you know first few years out of school like that's love because like you're young and you traveling and you get to experience all these things that's definitely great and mm-hmm. and there's still older consultants who like you know may have a little different lifestyle back home that they can manage being on the road like that so it works for them but for me I was just tired of being on the road and I uh, just wanted to travel to like you know exotic places instead of <laughs> being <laughs> in the-
0: <laughs> back nah. to back yeah I got that Great, Yeah. You know, good for saying that. And then, you know, for those who do consider consulting, I'm saying you have to. This is not—we're not sponsored by no consulting firms. But also, is that it could be a very lucrative part as well. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that's um, it's not something that you know, it it, it pays well. But it just yeah. know that your your time comes along with that too, right? Yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, yep,
1: you got it right on the head. It definitely pays more. So definitely, I don't I don't knock it. It's definitely a great experience for sure. If I had to do it all over again, I'd do it. Even like right now, my younger sister, she's about to join a consulting company and I'm all for it. You know, like it gives you a lot of experience. For sure. You learn so much more in a short amount of time because you're dealing with so many different projects.
0: Yeah, Yeah, dope. Now, in terms of like what you're doing now, um, I would love for you to explain, especially you all doing like some amazing cool work. And I feel like it's in a space that a lot of people don't really think about. So um, I want you to think about um, just the events that, not even events, but like companies you're working on, uh, especially mm-hmm. with like Event Noir, your own personal things with with working on the website with, with WeCube. And I hope I said that right. If I didn't, please just uh, correct me on that one. And also with, um, yeah, just how you even got to this work before you ultimately ended up um, transitioning to this work. Yep, uh, appreciate it.
1: Yeah, so definitely like, over time, you know, like, as being in the tech industry, you start seeing stuff, and if you have a passion for something, like, I would say, don't, don't knock it, you know, like, attend to it, you know, pay attention to it, and that's really what uh, led me into what I started working on, so as you mentioned, so Event Noir is the is the first thing uh, I would state, so Event Noir is really, is a platform, well, it's is a platform for event ticketing and management, but it's really, uh, curated and focused on the black community. So essentially you can think of it as a, a event bright for the black and cultured community. And how that became about is uh actually I had I had two folks that I, I went to school with and they they were really like dope and like I'll say the party scene, you know, like you know, we all young uh going to parties, uh, hosting concerts, things of those nature. So they were actually like promoters for events. And then they had this, and, you know, for, to, to sell tickets to your events, you gotta, you know, it's easy to do it online. So you can just get those sales easily. And what they were using at the time was Eventbrite. And they were like, you know, like Eventbrite, you know, takes a lot of these fees, you know, and it was like, why not, you know, why don't we build, uh, a ticketing platform that's actually curated for us because essentially they're paying Eventbrite maybe $50,000 in, in ticket fees every year and they're not even getting a, a thank you card from <laughs> Eventbrite or nothing, you know. Right, they don't right. even know who's behind it, you know. So that's really what what got them to that point. And, and me, uh knowing them and, and my background in tech, I, I was definitely like, I love the concept and I was able to to work with them to help uh, get their platform up to a, to a point where it's, you know, it's efficient, it's running. And we've gotten, actually, we've gotten a lot of press lately. Uh, we've gotten featured on BET, won a uh, competition for with Mountain Dew, uh, been in Forbes, Afrotech. So that that's really just what we're building. There's really a community for Black event organizers and curators and essentially a platform where if you're if you're black culture, you can go onto the platform and find events within your local city. So that's what we're building towards to with that. And, and essentially, it's a startup. So it's a business that was built from scratch, and we're still growing. And uh, also, one of my passions that I mentioned before was actually building websites and managing them. Uh, I started a bit of that when I was in college. And I will say within the past two, three years, I've really paid more attention to it because I just enjoy it because I say that I'm helping people build their businesses or build a site that makes makes their business seem more legit, you know, and that's really given me a lot of joy just to see people and help them, you know, get that next step that they need to to help grow their brand. And right now, as far as me transitioning, I actually left uh, my job. Last week, uh, I, just I was in the consulting game, so I just left that last week. And now I'm in a phase where, you know, I, I wanted to do multiple things, you know, like, yeah, I was working in consulting. I had Event Noir that I'm working on. and I also had my web design agency, WebCube, that I was working on. So time is really, you know, time time is of the essence, you know, it's just, it's just tough. To, to manage all of those at once because I knew um, my full-time job was was demanding so what I actually did was just like you know I did my diligence you know I tried to figure out okay how much you know uh, how much money I need to you know to to manage uh, my lifestyle uh, when I was working within consulting I was able to actually save money and bought a crib you know that actually was able to return some money to me so like a, a multi-unit and rent it out some of the units and you know this helped me build assets to to you know bring me back some money so I can be able to like set myself up long term to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. So with my job I just took a step back and went for a job that I actually felt was something that I would enjoy, less demanding. And it will give me enough time to to work on the other things that I wanted to work on. And that's really sometimes a scary thing for people because we all got responsibilities at the end of the day, uh bills, whatever. But you know, if, if you have something that you really enjoy, I always preach, like don't don't ignore it, you know, just just try to figure it out. Um, the more better you get at it, uh, the more or eventually that money will come. So that's this, but that's me right now. So like I said, event noir, web and uh transition out of console, just to be able to manage a couple more things and pursue my ambitions but I, I didn't quit the thing is like i didn't don't always quit your day job if you don't have a plan so i didn't just quit it without you know <laughs> having something lined up as well so that's that's me right now
0: yeah so that, that's all dope and i think the part you're saying like with the now with just with building your websites and then thinking about how you're using what you're doing with building your websites to also thinking about like you pretty much running two black owned businesses and helping run those together. Um, As you think about breaking into these new spaces, you know, like a black ticketing platform, you know, like I highly doubt. And I know people didn't really think about that before, like, you know, or if they did think about it before, they weren't able to execute it. Mm -hmm. Like you all did. So in terms of execution and thinking about things that people think about as they enter these new spaces that haven't predominantly had black businesses um, infiltrating and working in. Just mm-hmm. curious to see what advice would you give to to young students who think about starting something that's breaking into a new space, especially as a you know black brown um, minority company.
1: Oof, that's a, that's a good one. So I'm, I'll, I'll summarize it with just one thing before I start. But definitely like do it. Don't don't quit on it if you if you feel passionate about it. Definitely like stick stick with it. So uh, to to get into that. I think sometimes when you you want to start something, you always you have that vision in your head of, you know, this is what I'm going to build. I see the potential and, you know, it's going to a lot of people are going to be using my thing or or I'm going to get a lot. of use. You know, you have that vision already. That's what you're thinking of. So you're already manifesting that. But sometimes you kind of have to rewind yourself to what it looks like at step zero, you know, <laughs> and. You kind of just have to lay a path out to get to where you want to get with that. So I say that because it it, it seems hard breaking into it, but I think you definitely want to just focus first on, on your product. Like don't necessarily just focus yet. You know, don't think you have those hinders because either you're black, but just focus on, on what you're you're trying to build first. Start off with, with like. The, the most basic form of it you know like nothing that's too spectacular but something that you know okay it's basic it has the core things it needs to work and then from there you start to to build on it so I I I, I see a lot of people that just have this long shot vision of, of what they needed it to, it to be and they think that's what it's going to be from like day one or day five once they launch it it's never perfect it? nothing you do is ever perfect when you first do it but you have to, to, to stick with it to continue to make it better. So as far as people wanting to get into those spaces, I would just say just stick with it. You know, um, if you have something you want to do, don't don't shy away from it. Uh, definitely do do research. Uh, be curious about it. Ask questions. Um, re- look at people who've done it already, you know. And you can you can learn from that. Like you, with myself, like just people who built websites before me, uh, black or not, uh, I was able to look at their stuff and be like, okay, I see this is something I might like that I'm going to, you know, take in for myself and see how I can to make that work for me. And the same with like other companies or even particular platforms. You have to look at, you know, what what they're good at. Um, what they may not be as good at and, you know, try to, try to add that into your room. It's just like, if, you, if you, for me, it's just like hooping, you know, like sometimes you see, okay, I, I like that move right there. You know, I'm going to try <laughs> to incorporate that in my game type of mm-hmm. thing. So it's just finding those things and this figuring out how to make it work for you. Obviously you got to practice it because you're not just going to be able to go in the game and pull it out mm-hmm. right away, but you take notes, uh, you practice it and then eventually execute and you just have to go back to it every day and keep getting better at it and continue to, you know, to push that. Like if you love it and you truly believe in it, like don't, don't let anything get in your way. It's never going to be easy, but you know, I'll just say stick with it and,
0: you know, yeah. And push from there. Cool. So we're getting close to time. So two um, final questions is, One, what's uh, one piece of advice that you wish you would have gotten? Like if you come straight out of school based on anything you know now in terms of STEM and entrepreneurship. And second is that we always do this part of segment called like, you know, roses. We always say like we like to give, you know, flowers to everybody before they pass. It shouldn't take for a tragedy for us to give people their flowers while they're still here. So with that, it's like, if there's somebody you feel like needs a, not needs a shout out, but somebody who you feels like doing a lot of dope work may not just get like some of that recognition uh you can just go ahead and shout them out and then you'll be able to shameless plug things on your own uh too but for the first question back to it is what piece of advice is something that you would give to the scholars as they move forward as they progress through stem entrepreneurship um anything that they're thinking about in terms of the future that you wish you would have known yes so
1: definitely the first thing i would say is mentorship. I think I think that's kind of underestimated a little bit. So I know sometimes you might think, oh, we're just doing the work we need to do, we'll get there, yeah, hard work. But sometimes you actually need to reach out to somebody who you feel like is probably a little older than you or has gone through a similar path. And mind you, you might not get all the mentors you may want, but you still reach out and try to, to pick their brains a little bit because mentorship really is it's it's and sometimes I always go to sports because I like sports but in a way it's, it's kind of like a, having a a mini coach you know so there, there's somewhere you want to get there's a, a move you're trying to do you can always this this pinpoint let me why not just go directly to that person that made that move and ask them how how to, how to how to use that move they're they gonna give you some insights that probably they wish would have had that can that can help you you know execute on that so i'll definitely say don't undervalue uh, the importance of of mentorship so uh like i said do your research uh, or maybe just even asking your parents or the folks or the teaching professionals at your school like this is what i want to do you know and do you have any advice or somebody potentially that can help me with that direction I think that's the first thing I would say I wish I would have did that more and um at a younger age and made much more solid foundations with uh building me a, a better group of of mentors then uh the second part I, was that an entrepreneurship
0: uh well you could you could keep pickingggy back on you can keep going entrepreneurship like advice you what you want known on that too that'd be great
1: yeah definitely almost similar um Finding uh, the resources you need. Don't don't be shy to ask for help. I think sometimes we, we just figure we want to do something and we're not really leveraging all the resources we can. And entrepreneurship, it's really hard to do it all by yourself. That's for sure. So definitely um, being able to, to understand that you need a team and also being able to swallow your pride to make it happen. Because entrepreneurship is not, easy because you don't have a foundation so you definitely want to have a team of folks that you can work with
0: and enjoy working with. for sure dope and now the last question just about roses man um anybody you want to give roses to shout outs and love that you feel like people are missing uh not missing but just may not be getting the love just because a lot of people don't know about a lot of the dope work that they're doing
1: that's good that's a good question I feel like so many people. <laughs> out there. Uh, but first, I I'll give you your roses for even even setting this up, like being able to provide a platform like this, where you just you know, inform a, a space where people could could have conversations and then you know share that with our you. I think that's very important. I wish I had probably had that. You know, when I was younger, just listen, just to just to gauge the minds of people and understand. Why they went a certain way, or what things I could use, or just even in the section for advice, I think is great from a young age in high school that people could start to, you know, piece those things together. And so, yeah, I'll definitely give you your roses on that. Appreciate that, Brian.
0: Oh, yeah, appreciate that, bro.
1: And uh, then within the industry, it's, it's a lot of things right now that I'm seeing, I think. Yeah, my bad. That one's a tough one because there's a lot of people I know, but I- I'll say right now, there's definitely, uh, at least within the, the tech scene, I- I- I've seen a lot of push for just highlighting Black black businesses in general. And I- I've seen a lot of corporations starting, especially uh, when I've seen Google do the, the Black uh startup fund. I, I think that that's that's great. I love what Mountain Dew did as far as like providing a platform for um black black students and H- HBCU alumni to pitch and be able to to speak to their businesses and then being able to award them uh, money. I think that definitely pushes our voice forward and for BET to be able to, to show that that's something that that happened with us and I, I don't know if that gets enough credit, but I definitely think con- the continuous opportunity to just push out people doing things in STEM I think that that's that's important there's much more that we do in our culture is known about outside of sports but sports are also uh, a big piece of us because we see those people as you know success stories and that that's what we see a lot in the media but being able to push a different uh story or narrative in the media with people in STEM I think is big so I definitely just want to shout out folks that are are continuing to push that out the same again with afrotech um yeah i just advise people to go online afrotech look them up that's a, a great base to start startup and start to see black people actually just driving
0: in STEM. perfect that's excellent well thank you bello for your time man this was all greatly appreciated i know the scholars will definitely be able to tap into this um i want to do if you have any shameless plugs you want to give any websites anything you want to share
1: yes sir uh shameless plug so one i'll definitely say event noir uh, you can go on eventnoir.com that's e-v-e-n-t-n-o-i-r-e.com uh, so what we have going that says it's, uh, it's event management and ticketing platform for black event organizers and curators. So definitely uh, sign up on our platform, uh, check out our events. And if you have any questions, feel free to 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 contact us via the website. Um, definitely love to hear from you guys, just questions or thoughts or just uh, even ideas, like we're, we're receptive to things like that. So just, and we're also on IG, event, Noir HQ. Uh, you can check us out there. Uh, me personally, uh, I say I work on, web design, uh, I'm also a webmaster so as far as managing those businesses that that I've created a website for, so you can check me out at webcube.com, and also you can check uh, uh, check us out on social media with just webcube. So, if you're interested in, in learning about websites as well, like, feel free, send me a message,
0: like, I don't mind talking. Clutch. As we talk about mentorship, this man just offered up his time, y'all, there's definitely something to tap into if you can Bello, i appreciate you as always man and for the scholars uh looking forward to connecting with you all soon and next episode this episode will be dropping soon and looking forward to dropping the next ones in a few months peace y'all peace